Stay tuned now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Dr. Carol Peters. Today, they're talking about the thrill of hope versus fear. Thank you, John. We are in studio today at Today's Christian Talk 1120, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, worldwide now on the web. And we are the bridge. And we want to thank you for joining us. It is very exciting this time of year uh, in, in Texas, and that's where we're, we're, we're from, Austin. And uh, a lot of exciting things are going on. And we are just uh, really thrilled today to uh, have an opportunity to talk to one of my very sweetest friends. And today, I want to ask you, what do you do when you feel like God has moved out of your heart? That's a big question. Sometimes we think he moved out of our head to to the basement. But you know, sometimes it comes when hope uh, has moved and um, we have lost our uh, our desire for hope, uh, the thrill of hope. And um, the psalmist says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So during this particular time in in April in the year uh, 2017, we are excited with greatness of hope as we have a new administration and uh, new things are happening across America, not just in Texas. But we do want to introduce our our guest for today uh, because we're going to learn to live and drive without the drama of that yesterday's that we drag around with our good friend, Dr. Carol Peters, Hanksley. She is well known as the proponent of whole person health and lifestyle. And um, Dr. Carol has a degree from Loma Linda University and from Oral Roberts University. She is an OBGYN doctor, surgeon, and a speaker, and a major author. And uh, she does host the Dr. Carol show on radio and TV. And we're just so happy to have you here today, Dr. Carol. You've got the newest book out, and that's what we're going to talk about today, Overcoming Fear and Anxiety Through Spiritual Warfare. That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? That's a war going on out there. Well, there is. And first of all, thank you, Evelyn. I'm just so privileged. You know, you have become like a a, a mom to so many of us, a mother in the Lord, and, and it's it's truly an honor to be here on Love Talk with you. But fear and anxiety is is big. There is no single psychological or mental health or whatever, no issue in that realm bigger than fear and anxiety. You know, I am hearing from people literally every day where this is an issue. And the new book, uh, Overcoming Fear and Anxiety, that is coming out in just a couple months, I am already hearing from people who are, we're starting to talk about this message like we are here on, mm-hmm. on Love Talk. And I am hearing from people everywhere that say, yes, I, I can't sleep at night because I'm, I'm wrestling with all this fear or, you know, this is my physical health and it's making me anxious and I don't know which is my mind and which is my <laughs> body. And I keep praying, but something just isn't quite coming together. Well, I believe God has an answer, and that's part of what we're here to talk about today. I love how you opened the program talking about hope, because that is such a big piece in the other side Mm -hmm. of fear and anxiety, keeping that hope in view. You know, Evelyn, and perhaps some of our listeners, when I've been here before, have heard, my husband passed away just over a year ago. There's no way to describe that pain in words. If you have been through grief, you will know how heart-wrenching and lonely Mm -hmm. and painful that can be. But I have to tell you, 
as believers, we do not sorrow as those who have no mm-hmm. hope, Paul said. We do have hope. We know the end of the story. And the end of the story is that Jesus wins. So I, 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 uh, I'm just so thrilled that we can talk about that hope because it doesn't matter where you are in the fear and anxiety and the turmoil that may be happening in your own heart, in your own life, and in our nation and our world. We were just talking before the program about how many people are feeling so much angst and stress and even fear over some of the things that are happening around us. It doesn't matter which of those things, one or many, is Stimulating that fear and anxiety, the hope in Jesus has an answer. It does have an answer because He is the answer. He Capital the, A. He is absolutely, the answer. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, some of our richest blessings uh, come to us uh, sometimes uh, when we're living in the fields of fear. And when you look at our life, Jesus said, "You know, you look out at the world around you." Yes. And He said, "The fields are." ready for harvest. The, the, the fields are ready for harvest. Yes. And yet so many of us uh, just live in uh, fields of fear that surround us everywhere, and we don't see God. We don't see His blessing. We don't see the fruit of our life. And, and that's some of the things I want us to talk about today. How, how fierce is this battle between faith and fear? It's huge. I don't know that there is anything stronger that the enemy can use against us than tapping into our fear. In Scripture, God says over a hundred times, fear not, Mm -hmm. depending on on the the exact uh, phrase or or how it's used. It's well over a hundred times that God says, do not be afraid. He wouldn't say something that often if we didn't need to hear it. This is a universal human battle. And the enemy loves to exploit it. And when we see all the things going on in our our current culture and our current world, there are lots of things to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. There are all kinds of things in our own lives. I was just telling you before the program about a young boy in our church, and the pastor made this public, so I'm not saying something Mm -hmm. that wasn't made public. A young boy in our church, 12 years old, took his life through suicide last week. I I can't imagine the heartache and turmoil his family is experiencing and our church family as an extension of that. That's just one tiny piece of the incredible fear and anxiety and mental turmoil that we are in this world experiencing right now. So, yes, it's huge. And I honestly believe with every fiber of my being that the enemy is exploiting Mm -hmm. that to keep us from the hope in Jesus. Well, you know, Carol, I, uh, you're talking about this young boy, 12 years old. Uh, that was a pivotal point in my life when I was absolutely gripped uh, and gripped with fear. Uh, it was um, in 1941, yes. 42. My dad, who we owned, a, he owned a, a radio station, um, was drafted into the Navy, into the CVs because of the skills that he had. And the, the bottom line of our family just fell out. I mean, the bottom floor, I felt like I'd just been on the top floor, and the bottom floor fell out. And that fear gripped my heart to the extent that I would go days that I did not eat. I would have weeks that I would just, 
uh, we were not Christians. I was not reared in a Christian family. Uh, but, you know, one day there was a teacher looked at me, and, and I was crying. I used to cry a lot. <laughs> and she said, what is wrong? And I said, I don't know. I honestly did not know. And sometimes when we live in those fields of fear, and there are different kinds. Yes, you know, yes. Uh, there's disappointment and there's overachievement and a lot of different kinds of fields that we live in. When, we, when we're when we engulfed in that, it's so hard to see any help that comes from the hills. And so my heart is really touched for that young boy because, of, you know, that is such a young age. But I have experienced that. Dr. Carroll, I know what it's like. It lasted three years with me. But a, a creative English teacher, that's why I, I write so much. You're, you're way ahead of me in books. But uh, she was a creative writing class, and she said to me one day, she said, Evelyn, you have, you have some disabilities, and that's what fear is. It disables us it does. from being what God has designed us to be. But she said, I don't have to have you. And it was through her experience and through her leadership that I came to know the Lord Jesus. So, you know, I know I know the feeling that most young people have today, like maybe this young man had, when, where are the answers? I don't see them. But even Christians do that, Carol. They do. God's friends in the Bible did this. God's friends in the Bible experienced fear. Look at how many times God had to say to Joshua, don't be afraid. Imagine the fear Peter felt the night Jesus was betrayed and taken before Pilate and so on. Now, Peter ended up denying his Lord. Yes, he had other choices, but humanly speaking, can you imagine how much overwhelming fear Mm -hmm. Peter felt at that time? And yet he didn't stay there. We don't have to stay there either. Uh, It's interesting that We've spoken in this first segment of this program about children. This is not something that you have to wait to be an adult Mm -hmm. to experience. Our children are living with this so early on as well. And just that, that little episode that happened in our church this last Sunday when the pastor mentioned it, this is something we need to talk Mm -hmm. about as believers. Yes, it is not only for those who don't know Jesus. Those of us that know Jesus wrestle with this too. Yes, and that is so true. I, when you, if, if, if I, one, just one week, I took in charted the phone calls that I have and the subjects of what most of those phone calls are, you know what it is? It's anxiety. Yes. And fear, anxiety and fear. And, you know, when we know that is a real, um, emotional response. But it's deeper than just emotions. It's deep in the truth that we tell ourselves. Sometimes the hardest thing we do is to stop telling us the lies that we already believe. Absolutely. You know, fear encompasses, I mean, anxiety encompasses physical symptoms. It encompasses the thoughts that we think. It encompasses the emotions that we feel. And it absolutely affects our spiritual life. The connection and how we hear God or don't hear God. But the whole point is that the hope of Jesus has an answer. He does have an answer, and that's what we want to talk about when we come back, Dr. Kara. Right after this, stay with us for Love Talk.
You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Let's return now for more Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Dr. Carol Peters. Thank you, John. We are back in studio today. Love Talk broadcasted you from 1120 Austin, Texas, The Bridge. And we're talking today with Dr. Carol Peters. She is OBGYN doctor, but she is a wonderful author and counselor and um, just has so many things to just share with us today as we are talking about living in the fields of fear. And all across America, we're seeing that. In ex- and we just talked about a young man, that was a young boy that was just 12 years old, that uh, knew the Lord Jesus, 
But at a time in his life when fear took hold and anxiety, we don't know what happened, do we, Dr. Carol? No, we don't know the details, and it's really, that's not really the point. This young boy took his life. Our pastor, as he talked about it in church, was making this point, and I think it is so true. We face these overwhelming issues in our personal lives, in our families, in our nation. What do you do when that happens? What do you do when you lose your job and there's no money? What do you do when you get a life-threatening illness? What do you do when a family member dies, like my husband did last year? What do you do when the nation is in turmoil, when uh, accidents happen, tornadoes? uh, As we're recording this just within the last few days, people have lost their lives in our state because of tornadoes or the political turmoil. Mm -hmm. What do you do with these overwhelming things? You bring them into God's presence. In in, in our our community of faith, you bring them to the church. You bring Mm -hmm. them to the family of God. You bring them to the only one who has an answer. You bring them to Jesus. That's what Jesus said over and over and over again when he was here. And those of us who know the Lord have learned that that's what you do with these things. Jesus never promised that we would not experience trouble. Trouble is going to find you. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, he promised us trouble. He said to his disciples in the world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. You know, we we talk about the positive promises. Well, this is one thing that Jesus promised, if you want to talk about it that way, that we would not think of as positive. But he said, you will have trouble in this world. But don't let that trouble you. Mm -hmm. Don't let that worry you. Be of good cheer. Even in the middle of trouble, be joyful, is what he's saying. Well, that, that is the key to all of this. Yes. It's the joy of the Jesus. And joy is Jesus over you. That's right. You know, we are I never like grounded by anything. And, and he said, I've come to do a lot of things, but one of the greatest things I've come for is to give you joy. You know, he said something else. He said, uh, or, or John wrote in the in the first John uh, 1, 4, and 18, he said, the Savior's love for us is who believe the Savior's love for us who receive. Now, that's a, pair, that's a little quote there. Yes. But one of the things that Jesus did say is perfect love casts out fear. I love that. That's in the same book Who's you just referenced. First John, perfect love does cast out fear. Uh, what does cast out mean? Get rid of it. Yeah. Throw it out. If you are in a dark room, You cannot get rid of the darkness by fighting the darkness. You only make it undark by turning on the light. Jesus also said, I am the light of the world. When you have a problem that's overwhelming, continuing to fight that problem, that darkness, is like a pail of dirty water trying to toss out the dirt one drop at a time. How are you going to clean that pail of water? Same way, by turning on the hose full blast and washing it out, just like you make a room undark by turning on the light. When we are fearful, the answer to that is letting the light of the world come in, letting Jesus come in. If you want to get rid of fear, go where love is. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I talk about in my new book, Overcoming Fear and Anxiety. If you want to get rid of fear, Go where love is. And I see that as two parts. 
First of all, God has planted love in us as his children. If you are fearful, who in your world, who are the people around you that are expressing God's love? Mm -hmm. Who can you connect with that leaks out love? I love that one. Leaking love. <laughs> Leaking love. Here we, you call your program Love Talk, Evelyn, and I think that is, that is so perfect. Making a choice to get close to people that leak out love will do a lot for your fear. And then, of course, even much greater than any of that is the one who is love. God is love. If you want to get rid of fear, connect with him more, more regularly, more deeply. Open those fearful parts of your soul in God's presence, and he washes out fear. The more time you spend with love, God as the impersonation of love, it's just, it's his nature. It's who he is. That's what washes out love. You know, when you think about it, Dr. Carol, Jesus prepared us for all things. He did. He said, you know, you, you're going to meet some people you're not going to like. <laughs> <laughs> you meet some people who are going to take you out of this world. Uh, and that does, uh, even in the Christian community, sometimes that does take a stronghold. And, and it gets such a grip on us that it's hard for us to move past that weakness to live in a field of fear. Uh, I want us to talk about some of the things that will help. But I want to define first what, what fear is. Uh, furious fear is a hovering mentality or uh, experience that a person feels over them. It's something that hovers there. And it means to be consumed with a feeling of dread, with fright, alarm, and holy uh, fretting. Worry fretting. That's what we call holy fretting. Yes. Is worry. Just worry. Worry is one of the biggest biggest fuel for fear there is, is when you begin to worry about things. Have you ever gone to bed at night and something is rolling around in your mind and you can't get rid of it? And what if? And, you know, let's just say you lost your job. And, well, you know, I've, I've, I've talked to people and there's, there's no work out there. And I know the economy is what it is. And, and I'm, I'm not as strong and young and, and vigorous as I used to be. And, and what if I can't find anything? And, and what will my, what will my family think of me? And if this goes on, well, we're, you know, we, we won't have food to eat and I'm going to have to stand in line at the government office to get help and then well maybe that won't even be enough because of all the political changes that are going on and maybe we'll end up homeless and on this and your mind just keeps going it's and going and going consumed with fear it's just and dread and fright and alarm and 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 worry but you know there is a holiness about uh, fear feeling uh, it, the holy fear is a feeling of awe, like fearlessness, a reverence for God. And there are scriptures that talk about fear, the fear of God. The fear but, of the Lord, yes. Yeah, fear of the Lord. And the next one is anxiety, and that's painful uneasiness and mind nervous about bad, bad things happening. You described <laughs> that beautifully. <laughs> and where you don't look forward, you look backward and underward. When you get so put down with anxiety... It's hard to begin to put things in proper order. And so that, that's another description. David gave us an example, and then we're going to talk about what it is we need to do about developing fields of love instead of fields of fear. David's example was, uh, he, it was a light space. Yes, that's God. He said, so with him on my side, I am fearless. 
And that's from Psalm 27, 1. Afraid of no one and nothing. <laughs> I like that. I do, too. David was like that. But, you know, he made some bad decisions. I was reading in the Psalms this morning. There were some things that David did that we would put people in jail for. Yes. We, we would consider them treasonous. We would... Uh, it was certainly murderous and adulterous, and uh, there there were some very, very bad things. David is also called a man after God's own heart. Yes. What do you do with those sin issues, if we can take that politically incorrect word? All this stuff, what do you do with it? You bring it into God's presence. Mm-hmm. Nothing is, is too big for him. And I love that you brought up the example of David. David says in in the Psalms as well, through my God, I can do exploits. I can jump over a wall and run through. There's all kinds of things I can do with my God. Yes. I love that. I can't help but like it. But, you know, David uh, had a problem with it. He, uh, uh, in Psalm 56, 1 through 4, uh, when he was captured by the Philistines, oh. he went to battle. And, you know, he, when sometimes you don't win. When That's you right. battle the enemy. But we're going to talk about that warfare today. Yes, we are. This is what he said at that time. He said, take my side, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting kicked around, stomped on every day. Not a day goes by, but somebody beats me up. They make it their duty to beat me up. When I really get afraid, I come to you and trust, though. I'm proud to praise you, God. Fearless now. I trust in you what more mortals can do to me. What what mortals could do to me after this. You know, that is a good perspective about fear. You know, here he is. You know, he's he said, I'm afraid, Lord, but you're on my side. How many times have you told you that said that? I love that example. I think that is an awesome psalm. And frankly, if you aren't sure where to go in the scriptures when you're dealing with fear and anxiety, the Psalms is a great place. But I love that example because David wasn't hiding any of his fear or anxiety from God. He was saying to God, here I am. I'm, Lord, I'm messed I'm up. I, I, I'm, <laughs> people are against me, and I'm afraid. I'm in jail. And, and, I, and, I, and I don't know what to do. I, I'm overwhelmed with all this. But I know you have the answer. He brought that before the Lord. And I love the way he ends. What can mere mortals do to me? If with you on my side, human beings don't don't. There, there, there's no comparison. That's right. But he recognized he had a problem, and that's the first thing you do. That's right. It's when you start worrying, fretting, and fearing, and walking, and, and even profaning the name of God sometimes. You know, we blame him. I can remember a time in my life when I got down on my knees, and I shook my fist at God and said, Lord, I don't like the way you do business. We'd had some major tragedy in our family. My brother was was kidnapped and murdered, and you know I just and I prayed for him, and he had, had not been a Christian very long, and it, you know it was just that time when when you feel like the walls are falling down, and you're living in those fields of fear. Nothing, nothing seems to help, but that is the time when you have to get honest with God. I've been there too. I've asked those why questions from those deep, deep heart-wrenching moments when, when you're you're just completely overwhelmed, like David was, mm-hmm. with fear, anxiety, and, and the things that are going on in and around you that you just have no ability to handle with. I've gone out under the stars. I've walked out at night um, and up on a hill and just 
tears running down my face and going, why is why are things this way? Why why can't you fix any of this? We always ask why. We're going to give some some help for the whys of life right after this. Okay. Take our break here from some of our good sponsors. Uh, and thank you for joining us today for Love Talk with Dr. Carol Peters. And her phone number is 512-484-5448. Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. The break is over. Time now for more Love Talk. Evelyn Davison's guest today is Dr. Carol Peters. They're talking about the thrill of hope versus fear. Thank you, John, and thank you to all those wonderful sponsors and partners we have with Love Talk, and and especially with the Good News Journal. Uh, It gives us an opportunity uh, to uh, touch the heart of just anyone that walks into an ATV store in Austin. That's an amazing thing I think God's done through the years if we've been able to do Love Talk and the Good News Journal. But we're talking today about what you can't do when you get buried in the fields of fear with Dr. Carol Peters. And Dr. Carol has a new book out, and we're just going to pick, pick up some of those concepts, Dr. Carol, and talk about if we are broken for any reason, you know, this is an encouragement. 
maybe you need to adjust your focus. Uh, could it be that God has singled you out for some blessings? Let's talk about that. Oh, I would love to. When there is something hurting or broken in your life, like you have said, Evelyn, God wants to take that as an opportunity to turn it around and bless you. Even the very fear and anxiety that you are wrestling with, God can use that brokenness and turn it around for you in bringing healing and joy and and blessing. One of the things that fear and anxiety, one of the ways God can do that is using it as a wake-up call. If you know the Lord, have you ever felt like something was just so wonderful in your life that you had to find somebody to thank? It's usually the troubles that drive us to Jesus. And the fear and anxiety that you are experiencing now may be the very prod, the very prick in your heart that the Holy Spirit is using to say, hey, let's, we need to deal with this. We need to talk about this. Let's get you and Jesus closer together and help you find the answer. The, the fear and anxiety you're experiencing can be that wake-up call to pay attention to, to know that the Lord is wanting to do something in your heart, in and your he life. He wants you to believe that, doesn't he? Yes, Karen? he does. You have to have confidence and faith in, these, in Jesus. Is that right? Absolutely you do. Like when Jesus said, as we referenced earlier, in the world you'll have trouble, you will, including the fear and anxiety that goes along with all that trouble. You're going to have that. But don't let that concern you. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In another place he says, I came to give you peace. Not like the world gives, peace not being the absence of trouble, but peace even in the midst of trouble. And absolutely, he wants us to experience that. Our troubles, our suffering, are not an end in themselves, but they can be a doorway Mm -hmm. into our growth, into our usefulness. I have to say in my own experience, I've mentioned my husband passed away just over a year ago. Even though the pain is not gone, I have already, and it's just been a year, I have already experienced some very real ways in which that painful experience in my heart has increased my usefulness for God's kingdom. There is a deepening in my soul that lets me have more to give to others, even if they're not going through grief per se, but just a a, a deepness in who I am. And that is a work that I have allowed God to do in me with that trouble. If you are feeling fear and anxiety, God wants to take that and do a work in your heart along the journey to making you even more useful for his kingdom. So, yes, the fear and anxiety in that way, God can turn that into a blessing. Um, you've referenced the scripture here, um, Evelyn, in, in Matthew 20, the fellowship of his suffering, the fellowship of, of Christ's that suffering. That is an amazing statement. Paul referenced that as well, that I may know him and the fellowship of his suffering. There's a closeness that we can have to Jesus through our suffering. It's not that God wants us to hurt. He doesn't enjoy our hurt. 
but he turns it into something deeper and stronger and even more meaningful than we would have experienced without that fear, anxiety, and suffering. When you have gone through that process with the Lord, when he has taken you on that journey through the trouble, through the fear, through whatever the circumstances were that brought that fear, and you come to the other side, you are stronger than you were before. I am not advocating that we go out and find things to make us afraid. That The enemy has plenty of that around us. We don't have to go look for that. But there is not one thing in your life that you are facing that God cannot take and make into something meaningful for his purpose in you and those around you. Yeah, there's just so many wonderful stories in God's Word that tell us that. One of my very favorite ones, and then I want you to do a favorite one, is Habakkuk. Yes. You know, Habakkuk got up one morning, he looked out at his world. And he didn't like what he saw. There was nothing good going on. Everybody was anxious. Everybody was afraid. And they were fighting each other and killing each other. Yeah, one another. It didn't matter who you were. You know, get out there and get your stuff and keep moving. But, you know, God spoke to Habakkuk. He did. And Habakkuk didn't really believe him, I think. He said, well, you're going to have to prove it to me. It's basically what he said. And they didn't have billboards in those days. But (laughs) what did Habakkuk say to God? He said, or the Spirit, he said, when you tell me what it is, I'm going to write it on the blackboard so everybody can read it. I'm going to put it up there where people can see it. And what was he saying? God was saying, I love you. I love the nation of Israel. I have a plan for you. In fact, Jeremiah, complete, he, he confirmed that himself. God said, I know the plans I have. You look at yes. what's going on. You've made choices. And that's where we are in America today, Dr. Carroll. We We have made choices that have brought us into feels and feels and fear and anxiety. And we need to look at where we are and what it is we need to do. What is one of your best examples? I love the example of Peter. I referenced uh, Peter the night Jesus was betrayed and taken before Pilate and the council and the Sanhedrin. and He ended up denying Jesus. But in in Peter's world at that moment, everything was falling apart. The one he had believed honestly with his whole being was going to save him and Israel and all that was was now looking like he was about to be killed. Uh, Peter had given up everything for Jesus. Yes. Everything. And now everything was was going away. Uh, from hu- Peter's human perspective, it was all it was all lost. And I would think Peter thought, "I'm next. They yeah. don't get me next." Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, Jesus even alluded to that when he said, "If you're coming for me, let these others go." So everybody thought, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I'm probably." His disciples thought, "I'm about to be next." But just six weeks later, Peter is standing in front of that very same Sanhedrin. He and John had been uh, preaching in the temple and healed the lame man, and they were telling people about Jesus, and the authorities came and arrested them. And Peter and John are standing right up there in front of the very same people. With his cowboy hat on. Yes. You know, totally unfazed by their threats, Mm -hmm. by their anger, 
by their mandates that they not speak anymore in the name of Jesus. Uh, nothing fazed them at that point. And after they were finally released because the authorities felt powerless to actually do anything to them, then they go to their buddies, the, the, the house church, and they pray for even more boldness. Lord, do this even on a greater scale. Make us even more bold. Fearless? No fear here? You bet that fear was totally gone. Holy fear. Yes. Fear of something greater. Mm -hmm. Fear of the Lord. And it didn't even end there. A few weeks later, Peter is arrested again. Mm -hmm. His fellow disciple James has just been killed. And all the people around thought that was a great idea. So the governor thought, well, we'll do it again. We'll do it to Peter. Mm -hmm. So they arrested Peter, chained him in the inner prison and uh, to other guards. And they were about to execute Peter the very next day. What does Peter do? He's sound asleep. <laughs> Peter is sleeping hey, there. Somebody woke him up. And an angel came and shook him. Now, if you were about to be executed, would you be so sound asleep <laughs> that an angel had to come and shake you to wake you up? And, and Peter is dazed. And the angel had to tell him, get on your clothes, stand up, follow me, and leads him out of the prison. And God delivered him. No hint of that fear anymore. How did Peter get there? How did Peter get from being so overcome by fear that he denied Jesus? Confidence in his faith. To the Jesus. point where nobody could face Peter. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the enemy and the Jews and the Gentiles and everybody else was out, frankly, to kill him. And nothing faced him. How did he get there? He got there, first of all, through spending time with Jesus. It took time for Peter to realize how big God is, mm -hmm. that he didn't have to be afraid. He got there through also the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. There's something when you make the choice to be on God's side and the Holy Spirit comes in you that it changes you on the inside. As long as you don't give up, he will continue to work that transformation in your life. You don't have to stay fearful. You know, we're looking at the, the blessings that come when you are in that tight place in that hard place, in that lonely place, in that dangerous place like Peter Bond. Very real, yes. The confidence of faith in Jesus Christ is what fuels a life to be used by Him. It does. The confidence of faith. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the compassion. Oh, yes. Of others. Oh, yes. Right after this. Stay with us for love talk. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Let's return to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and her guest, Dr. Carol Peters. Today, they're talking about the thrill of hope 
versus fear. This is Evelyn in studio today with Dr. Carol Peters, and we're talking about living a life of faith and having um, confidence in in God and in what He is doing in our life. I think it's a good thing to say. Then there's the compassion for others. If we're going to live above the fields of fear that would just envelop us, we've got to have compassion for others. Is that not true, Dr. Carol? It is absolutely true. When you are in the middle of your anxiety or fear and you make the decision to turn your eyes away from your own from your own heart, from your own circumstances to somebody else, first of all, it lifts your spirits. It is godlike for you to do that. And he also steps in and ministers through you. There is always somebody that is more in need mm-hmm. than you are. There's always somebody that's more terrified than you. If you are a parent and you have raised children, you'll you'll identify with this. When you, as a family, are facing a challenge, maybe, um, to take a very simple example, um, maybe there's a, a scary dog that's uh, in, in, in the yard, and your child is terrified. That child runs into your arms, mm-hmm. and you are the source of comfort. If you are focusing on taking care of your child, you forget your own fear. There may be a very real danger for you, for you too, but when your focus is outside of yourself onto someone else that needs you even more, you forget your own stuff. That's what can happen in your heart when you turn your gaze outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrew says that the Lord Jesus said it is more blessed to, to give than to receive. receive. When you give comfort, mm-hmm. you will be comforted right. yourself. When you give uh, presence and hope to someone else, your heart will be filled with even more of that. Uh, Paul also says we comfort with the comfort that we have been mm-hmm. comforted with. Yeah. That's a comfort is a big old quilt, I think. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when it's cold, it gives you heat. And when you are afraid, isn't comfort something you want? Yes. And when you pass on God's comfort to others, you're, you get even more benefit yourself. You get the heavy comfort of, of that presence and that, that quilt, as you say, blessing your own heart. Well, I, I talk about it like being wrapped up in the, in the love wrap of Jesus. But, you know, it's the companionship with him that's also a blessing for us. As we walk a walk, we're not walking it alone. One of the things my dad did, I used to do a lot of teaching on the yoke. Yes. My dad whittled me a yoke out of a, a big oak tree limb. And it worked so beautifully for years. And I was speaking down in New Braunfels, and I left my yoke. Oh. And I grieved over that for yes. a long time. But, you know, love walking and love talking with Jesus is where we get the fuel to be who it is he's designed us to be and who and to work and love him and love others. We, you know, that's what compassion is. But we have to have that that. Uh, we, Jesus has to be our companion in doing that. And, the, you know, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So if you're walking with Jesus, he's going to teach you. 
He will. He, he, he'll teach us. And it's not only that he fills our hearts to this extent, that we can come to know the reality of his love in every dimension. If Jesus were right beside you, right with you, right in front of you, if you could physically see him beside you, you mentioned the yoke, mm-hmm. the uh the presence of Jesus that close, you yoked together with him, would you be afraid? Mm-mm. Would you be anxious? If your physical eyes could see him, would you worry? He is that real to you. He okay. is that close to you. And when you choose to focus your thoughts in that direction, fear doesn't have much of a place to stay. That is true. There's not... You, that's what the yoke does. It brings us into union with him and gets us going in the right direction and going for the right reason and the right purpose. And, you know, when you think about that, that is the most comforting thing. It is our battleship uh, shield for, against the enemy. If we're walking with, we say with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, because he said, I'm not going to be here in the presence anymore. I mean, in the body anymore. I'm going to be in the presence, in the presence of my spirit. Right. And so we're never alone when we come to know the reality of his love, and, and we make that a part of our life. And we, you know, when we've got that yoke going, that com- that's a companion. That's someone that just stays with you in the good times and the bad times. But what about Christ-like character, Dr. Carol, as we, as we begin to wrap this up, when we're talking about the blessings that come, when we put on our uniform and report for duty, right? That's right. That's right. We get changed to be like Jesus. Um, I love the scripture in 1 Corinthians 3 where it says, by, my paraphrase, by beholding we become changed. When we come into his presence and stay there looking at him, that that changes who we are on the inside. Our character, our very essence is altered. That doesn't come to the same degree in the same degree without suffering. Mm-hmm. When we acknowledge suffering, when we, all these tough things, we come into God's presence with that and allow God to do his work in us through that, who we are changes to be like Jesus. You talked about, uh, you, you reference uh, here, uh, John, in, in Revelation 1.9. We are different as a result. We are so overcome that our, our very DNA, so to speak, is is changed to become like Jesus. When you are under pain, whether through fear or anxiety, whether it's in the material world, uh, food, clothes, where to live, whether it's physical illness, whether there are friends and family that, that seem to be against you, do like David did in the psalm that you read earlier, Evelyn. Come into God's presence and and let it all hang out. Mm -hmm. Tell him, I'm overwhelmed. Everybody's against me. There's nothing I can do. I'm, I'm, I'm bound. I'm weak. They're stomping on me all the time every day. But then stay there long enough to let his love change you. We said that, that perfect love drives out fear. If you want to get rid of fear, go where love is. That's in God's presence. Bring all your junk into his presence. Be honest about it. Lay it all out. 
and then stay there long enough for his love, his light, to wash out that fear. And in that process, you will not leave the same. You will not leave just with the absence of fear. You will leave with that boldness, that confidence. We we went through the story of Peter, where nothing can faze you anymore. That really is what spiritual warfare is all about. We stopped, we mentioned at the very opening of this uh, program, the book I have coming out, Overcoming Fear and Anxiety Through Spiritual Warfare. That's not going out swashbuckling against the devil. It's being so close Mm -hmm. to Jesus that you are changed and that you stand. It doesn't matter what anything around you happens. It doesn't matter the people around you. It doesn't matter what the enemy can throw at you. But you stand. You are there as a believer in Jesus, and nothing can change you. That's the outcome of walking this journey through the fields of fear to the field of love. That's what happens to you by continuing to stay that close to Jesus, even when you're afraid. Don't run away. Bring it all there and let him change you to this Christ-like character that includes love, that includes that confidence and boldness and courage so that nothing else around you really matters in the same way anymore. You know, Dr. Harold, we've talked a lot today about the blessing that comes from fear and what God does to uh, develop character into our lives. And when we're in pain, under pressure, or even being persecuted, we cannot live this life alone. It is by the power of God's Spirit that that we are able to pick up the banner and, and walk in the sunshine. I call it S-O-N shine. Yes. You know, when you know you're in, in His presence... It's not that dark, gloomy place where you feel like you're just deserted somewhere. It's like you're in the tabernacle of of holiness. On the altar is Jesus. And that is such a wonderful thing, that gift that he gives us. But if you don't have that gift today, that's what you have to start with. You cannot have the companionship and the Christ-like character of Jesus Christ, God's only son, unless you have him. So I would say to you today, uh, just stop and think. Do you know for sure that if you died today, that you would go to heaven? Heaven is a real place. And you've got to answer that question. I'd like for you to say, yes, I know. But if you can't say that, let me tell you what you can say. You can say, Lord Jesus, I believe what Dr. Carroll has said today. I want to accept that. I want to accept you. And I ask you to come into my life and begin to live your life in me. And then the B is I believe you with all my heart that I'm going to, you're going to love me and care for me and, and take care of me. And then the C is I am going to confirm that by presenting myself uh, to a congregation or to a, a mentor who can disciple me. And if you need someone to do that, call us on our love line, 512-249-6535. And Dr. Carol, we thank you so much for joining us today. Give us your phone number again. 512-484-5448. It is such an honor to be here with you, Evelyn, on on Love Talk. I, I love these moments when we can show how the love of Jesus really does make a difference. That's what Love Talk is all about. And it's it's not easy. And it's not uh, lonely. It is fruitful. 
And that's what fear can do in your life, Carol, and do my life. It can bring fruit to the table. I, li- I, I love you closing with that picture. It absolutely can. That troubled soul that you are wrestling with can be transformed into where you are fruitful both in your own heart and fruitful for others. That's what Jesus can and wants to do for you. And he will do it. Thank you for joining us today for Love Talk. We'll see you next week for Love Talk. And we pray that you'll learn better how to love walk and love talk with him. the world has changed and getting connected is really no longer a trend it's a reality and it's happening all around you leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition well texas seo is a christian-based online marketing company and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000 square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. We're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. 
and it's packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.